Welcome to Code Grays, an episode-by-episode recap of classic Grays Anatomy. I'm Teresa Rosado, and I am joined by Patrice Anthony to discuss Season 3, Episode 6, Let the Angels Commit. Commit what? Murder. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That that took a turn. You were not ready for that. (laughs) Okay. Arson. No? Why are the angels doing such bad things? I fucked up. I forgot what angels were for a minute. Fallen? (laughs) Um, This episode, uh, Danielle Howell and the Tantrums. That's who wrote the song, Let the Angels Commit. I don't think I've I know I've never song. heard it. No, no. I know Fitz and the Tantrums. Probably a different band. It is. Yeah. I don't so. think they replaced Danielle with Fitz. <laughs> after weird. a It'd really long though. time. <laughs> <laughs> we are changing directions, Danielle. Hmm? Um, pretty big changes. November 2nd, 2006. <laughs> Classic, just an episode in season three. Yeah. Not a lot happening. I just watched this episode this morning. Yes. And I have no idea what happened in it. Yeah. Yeah. It was just that boring. I watched it this afternoon. Um, and it was pretty dull, I'll say. There's like a lot happening. A lot. Yeah. But also a lot not happening. Yeah. It was a it's like a bridge episode. It's like yeah, yeah, getting yeah, us yeah. from one thing to the next. So, um, so apologies to Stacy McKee, yeah, the writer. And Jessica Yu. The director. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Um, love a woman team, though. Love I a, know. All woman it's production too bad team. that the episode sucked. <laughs> um, this opening, though, the song that plays. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. We'll get into all of that. There's actually some good music this episode, though, but... The opening song is pretty bad. There's some decent... Oh my God, the teddy bears. God, Cobra style. Wow. That song was tied to the film Snakes on a Plane. You remember? I never watched that's, I mean, you don't have to have seen Snakes on a Plane, but this okay. song was like part of the promotional materials oh, for Snakes on a Plane, okay. and it's called Cobra Style yeah, that by makes the sense. Teddy Bears, yeah. a band that just really sent me back to high school. Holy shit. I've literally never heard of this band. I was not a fan, but like, unfamiliar. <laughs> <laughs> like Warped Tour. Oh God. Uh, yeah. What was like Cupid's Arrow band or whatever? Gym class heroes. Yeah. Yeah, teddy bears, gym class heroes. They were like, okay. Yeah. Gross. Don't need to revisit that. My brain is just like an antique store or that show Storage Wars. Full of shit you don't need. Yes. That's my brain. Great. Perfect. Should we do these rounds? Uh, yeah. Is there anything else we need to talk about before we get into the episode rounds? We should definitely do the rounds, and Teresa's going to do them, because I am am apparently a slow talker. Wow. I really insulted Patrice by calling her a slow talker, and then immediately saying I hated slow talkers. So, you know, maybe I'm just banned from doing the rounds or something. Points were made. (laughs) Were they, though? (laughs) Were they? All right. 
Oh, man. Are you ready? Now I got to really do well with this. You got 30 seconds and three patients, so I think you're going to be good. Great. Okay. Unlike me. Unlike you, 30 seconds and two patients. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> okay. Ready, set, yes. and go. All right. So first off, we've got Pruitt, Beard, or Bird. What a name. Cardiac autotransplant surgery is what this man needs, otherwise known as a Humpty Dumpty surgery. Yang is very excited. We've got Noel Stanton, who has two uteruses, two babies, and two fathers. We've got Gretchen, um, so a self-inverter who is really not looking forward to taking the bar. That's an understatement. And then a really old guy who just served as uh... So those are our patients. But they're sort of beside the point because mm-hmm. there's so much intern drama. A lot of drama. Um, starting with the opening. Starting with the opening. Straight away. Straight away. Yeah, I love the scene between George and Meredith in the elevator. It's indelible to me. That's very cute. George's line about McSteamy and McNaughty and whatever, whatever with McHottie. I know. Hilarious. So the interns are in the elevator. Is Christina in the elevator? No. Because she's like, I gotta go, guys. Before they get in the elevator. I have things to do. Yes, she's got (laughs) things to do. The things that she has to do are the board. Yeah, (laughs) yes. Ruin her career by covering up for Burke. Yes. Uh, so, and Izzy is there because she's coming back to work because legal has cleared her. N- not possible. Would never happen. But she goes Stupid. to the HR department. It's yes. real. <laughs> it exists. Maybe it's actually just a blank floor. She just goes to it and no one's actually there. <laughs> it's just a sub-basement. <laughs> oh, God. So, Meredith and George, they need their people. They need to talk about their issues. Mm-hmm. George's issue being that he doesn't know how to be broken up with. Yes. Which seems crazy because George seems like the kind of guy who would only ever be broken up with. I feel like he has to be very familiar with being dumped. Maybe women have just <laughs> perpetually ghosted him, just disappeared, Maybe. and so he hasn't had to deal with it. Other possibility? No one has ever been willing to date him before. So he actually has technically never been dumped. He dated that one girl. Who? The nurse? Olivia. Yeah. Oh, my God. Did he dump her, though? Somehow? Tough to say. Sarah Utterback is the name of that actress who plays Olivia. Utterback. Utterback is her name. Uh, A fun fact about Sarah Utterback, I just found this out, actually, is that our wedding photographer, Crystal Liepa... Um, her business partner is this woman named Zoe, and they each run independent photography. Oh, Zoe Prince? Yes. Yeah. They, uh... Don't ask me why. Run independent photography studios, but then they do weddings together as well. And Zoe recently was in LA, I believe, uh, photographing Sarah Utterback, who is apparently like a friend. Interesting. And it took everything I had. So you should have been like, every bit of common decency I had to not slide into Zoe's DMs and be like, hey. I mean. So I've got a pod. Um, I'm obsessed with Nurse Olivia. I have a lot of questions for Sarah Outerbeck about her experience on Grey's Anatomy. Listen, forget your common decency. Please slide into those DMs. I am. I am like the world's foremost Nurse Olivia stan, though. Slide into the DMs. (laughs) Today, Nurse Tyler made an appearance in this episode, and I was so excited. I love him. I love the nurses on this show. That is not what we're here to talk about, though, because Grace does not give a fuck about nurses. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) Disrespectful to nurses. 
So they're still in the elevator because that's where we're at. <laughs> yes. Because we mm-hmm. are tangent takers. Yes. Uh, George, Meredith, they need to talk to their people. Mm-hmm. Their people are not there. Mm-mm. As George says, to. we've become the people that Our the people, people we want to be around yeah, avoid. avoid. <laughs> Which valid because they're both terrible. Awful. Yeah. Mm. So then they pretend to be their people. <laughs> it's very hilarious. You should yeah. probably cut in the clip. Oh, I definitely will. Great. George actually does like a great yang. It's, I like it. It's okay. Okay. Derek had a woman in his trailer last night. She was ugly. Very ugly. Except she was tall and beautiful. And he was naked. Oh, uh, McDreamy was, was doing the McNasty with the McHotty. That McBastard. I think it's better than Meredith's Izzy. Oh, definitely. Meredith's Izzy is pretty bad. It's not even an Izzy. <laughs> no. I'm just like, okay. She won't forgive me. Uh, she won't talk to me. She dumped me. Which is, uh, yeah, I don't care about, you know, at all. Good, because you deserve better. You do. You are George. I mean, seriously. 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 <laughs> it's very Meredith to not give a fuck. <laughs> but to expect George to really step up to the plate. <laughs> so true. So, yeah. They're in an elevator. <laughs> Yang's not with them because Yang, I figure we can start with Yang and Burke. Yeah, that makes sense. Yang has decided that she's all in on this thing where she pretends to be Dr. Burke's hand. Yeah, and she has taken it to another level, I feel like, because why is she scheduling his surgery? She's losing her fucking mind. Why is that her job now? Yeah. Like, is she mad with power? I thought this was supposed to be subtle. Like, no one's ever going to know. And right. she's just out here, like, directing the whiteboard. Yeah, that would never happen. People would be Terrible. like, what the fuck do you think you're doing? Terrible. And also, why is Burke letting it happen? Yeah. Because yeah. Why, why does that make sense for her to do that just so that they can do the surgeries in the way that they're thinking of? It's It's deeply strange. I don't understand sort of um, why everyone is letting... Yang go mad with power, as we said. <laughs> and no one is being like, uh, you're an intern. Thanks. But I don't care what Give you have to say about marker, this. Please. She's like telling residents that they can't scrub in with Burke. You crowd him, she says at one point. <laughs> what the fuck? So weird. I just I thought Yang would be better at this. She's not. Well, I mean, Christina in general, I feel like, has no chill. So, like, it's unsurprising that she would take this to the next level. I guess so. But it's still very weird, and I'm still unsure as to why they're continuing this ruse. Uh, That will ultimately get them in trouble. (laughs) Um it's really, it's really toxic, and we see kind of just how far it's gone when we're introduced to our first patient, Pruitt. Mm -hmm. Beard. I think it's Bird. Is it Bird? Pruitt Bird. Okay. And he, he's, some things have gone wrong for Pruitt with his heart. He has a tumor in his heart. Ye old heart is not in a great spot. Ye old heart? Yeah. He okay. needs auto transplant surgery, which doesn't sound real. Yeah, it sounds like a fake surgery, and I didn't look it up. The I did. The Humpty Dumpty surgery. The Humpty Dumpty surgery, but they actually explained it to us. So it, it sounds dope as shit. Right. So they take the heart out. But did you actually look up to see no. if it was a real surgery? No, of course not. Okay. No. But I, it definitely is. Are you sure? Oh, it is Grace lied to us. 
Google it right now while I describe I am. what Yang says the Humpty Dumpty surgery is. Yang says that you take the heart out of the body, you scrape all the tumor off of it or out of it or whatever, and then you re-implant that same heart. That's sounds crazy. Gross. That is crazy to me. That sounds really cool, but terrible. All right, I typed in Humpty Dumpty surgery, and the first hit is auto transplantation of the heart for primary cardiac malignancy. Yep. Uh, some sort of medical journal. Uh, so I guess it's real, but also there's a thing called. How could hum- you ever doubt Grace? Um, for many reasons, but we won't go into that now. There's also something about it being something with a double mastectomy. Maybe there are two different kinds of. Humpty Dumpty surgeries. Maybe. Anyway. I don't want anything taken out of my body, scraped clean, and then put back in my body. No. (laughs) Well, I mean, that might be helpful. I don't know. (laughs) The ultimate, the ultimate cleanse. Ew. (laughs) Anyway. So So Yang's really jazzed about it. She's so fucking pumped about the surgery that she's scheduled it for that afternoon. Without telling Burke. Without telling Burke. I think like, this like, is the biggest thing. A rare surgery. Yeah. I think this is the biggest thing and why I think that ultimately she's mad with power. <laughs> <laughs> like, in the previous episode, Christina said offhand about Izzy's $8.7 million check. If I had $8.7 million, I'd buy a hospital and stock it full of sick people <laughs> so that she could do surgery on yeah. them. And she's getting basically to live out her <laughs> dream. She's like, the weirdest surgeries I can handle. Yeah. Because she gets to do them all. So, of yeah. course, she's going to be gung-ho about it. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot about that line from the previous episode. But that's a great callback. <laughs> and that's right. She's someone we should be concerned about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but Burke is like, you know, Burke at first is like, I can't believe you've done this. He's concerned. He's concerned. But, but he, he goes can't ahead back with out. It. Yeah, he can't back out of the Humpty Dumpty surgery. They're depending like, on him. You're the attending cardiothoracic the surgeon. You're like the greatest cardiothoracic surgeon in all the land. But you can't tell your intern, hey, crazy, maybe take a few steps back. Well, he can't back out now because the people are there. Yeah. And if he does, then it'll just look weird. Wow. <laughs> this might look weird is not a good enough excuse for the foremost cardiothoracic surgeon. I guess, but what would he say? Like, I can't do it? This is actually a very complex procedure, um, and I'd like to take the week to prepare my staff mm. and for you to familiarize yourself as well with the risks. I guess he could have said that, but <laughs> he would still end up doing the surgery. Yeah, but at least he would have some fucking time. Oh, okay. He'd have some lead up. Burke, like, woke up that day, was like, cool, I'm going to go do routine valve replacements. And then this bitch was like, by the way, Humpty Dumpty surgery, 2 (laughs) o'clock. What? (laughs) That's not what he expected when he had his first cup of coffee. Meet me outside. Yeah. (laughs) That's intense. Do we have anything more to say about Yang and Burke right now? Just, it's bad. I mean, so we should talk about the fact, so the, the ultimate thing is that Yang has been messing with the board there's this rare surgery. Bailey wants to scrub in on the rare surgery because she's never seen one. And so writes herself onto the board. Um, and then later we find out that Christina erased her name from the board. And so there's this really sort of devastating talk between Burke and Bailey where she's like, I didn't think that you would be a person who would doubt 
my abilities. Um, and this, this is important because earlier in the show, Bailey and the chief have a conversation about how Izzy's back on as her intern. And <laughs> Bailey's essentially like, I don't want that bitch back. Like, <laughs> can you give her to someone else? Um, but the reason is that there there's talk about her judgment and her skills as a teacher um, and as a surgeon for some reason, even though that has nothing to do with it. And so she confronts Burke uh, for erasing her name and Christina's standing in the background looking like crazed and harried and uh, Burke just has to say, I just couldn't use you. And I'm just like, ah, and then now I'm screaming into the mic. (laughs) Um, And then Christina has a moment in the locker room where I think she's like (laughs) contemplating her life choices. (laughs) Rightfully so. Um, So, yeah. It's a really terrible look. Yeah. It's a really terrible look. I feel so badly for Bailey in this moment. Um, She just is crushed. So here's a question, though. Do you think that this, like, decision to do that to Bailey and then sort of, like, lie about it, do you think that's in line with Christina's character? Like... I'm sort of grappling with, like, I don't understand why she's taking it this far. I feel like she's compromising her personal ethics. And so, Mm -hmm. like, there's another thread where we see Mrs. Bird, Pruitt's wife, yelling at staff because of something. And Christina goes on this monologue about how she's just protecting her husband and she's doing what she's got to do. And I'm like, that doesn't seem like a Christina characteristic. It does. That's a really good question. Her speech to Mrs. Bird does seem sort of out of place. Like, who is this Christina who's like, you know, I got to stand by my man. Yeah, fuck over whoever you need to because you got to be loyal to your man or whatever. Yeah, it seems weird. That seems like a stance that she would take with Meredith, um, but not necessarily with Burke previously. Mm. And. We also have most recently seen Christina and Burke like in tension, in conflict. And so it's hard to imagine that she would be so ride or die for this man who she's been in a pretty rocky relationship with for the past month, I guess. Two months, maybe. Who knows? It's only been a month. Who knows? Um, So it does seem, it seems out of character in those ways that she just doesn't seem to be that person who would be like, stand by your man no matter what but it seems in line with her character that she would want to hoard these surgeries yes and and would overstep in order to perform these surgeries yeah like that doesn't seem like such a stretch to me no that tracks. it's how they're selling it with her relationship to burke that feels sort of strange yeah we, I mean, we just haven't really seen them connect Lately, So it's like, why would she suddenly be willing to risk truly everything for this man? Who most recently was like throwing tennis balls at coffee cups. Yeah. Yelling at her. And yet screaming. Yeah. Mm. So. Weird sexuality. Terrible. Yeah. (laughs) Not not the choice I'd make, but. (laughs) Um, So yeah, now we, now we can move on from Burger. (laughs) But yeah, it's uh, it's not great. It's not great. No. And of course, the scene, I said the scene at the end of the episode when Bailey witnesses 
Ooh, Christina. Yes. Rearranging names, like taking names off of the operating board. Um, that that scene is shot like a fucking horror film. That sent chills up my spine. I was like, oh my god, oh no. <laughs> and oh, I don't want to see what happens. Shocked next. face. The like cuts back yeah, and yeah, forth. Yeah, yeah. I was like, <gasps> I was like, oh my god, oh my god, Yang's gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> Should we talk about Noelle Stanton? Yes. In her two uteruses, not uteri. Uteruses. Uteruses. Addison corrects us very early on. She just lays it all out for us. Uteruses. Yeah, let's talk about her. So she is a transfer patient. <laughs> I have a lot patient. of for her. <laughs> transfer patient from Mercy West, and she's pregnant with what seems like twins. Uh, but in fact, we later find out that she has a baby in each of her uteruses, and they are... Six weeks apart because they don't have the same baby daddy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And today on Maury, <laughs> you are not the father of the second baby. It's uh, quite the web <laughs> that's been woven. Um, this is wild. I remember this storyline pretty vividly. Yeah. <laughs> Is it because you were mortified by the fact that someone could have two uteruses? Yes. Yes. Um, Deeply. And I also really hate Greg up until pretty much the last scene that we see Greg in. What do you hate about him? I think he's just his over-exuberance. I really don't like overly optimistic people. I find them very suspicious. Mm. And Greg is just very like... His ham and egg monologue, you got to decide, you know, like a chicken is involved in breakfast because it gives an egg. A pig is committed. Yeah. Because you get the ham. Yeah. And he's like, so are you involved or are you committed? And I'm just like, Greg, I need you to take it down several notches. You're annoying the fuck out of me. I did look that up. That is apparently just like a a well-known parable or something. Yeah. But I didn't know that. I didn't either. I was just like, what is this? And I, my life is not enriched from knowing it either, <laughs> Greg. Thank you. Um, he's like, at one point, he's like talking to, talking to the womb, explaining like. Sports? The Washington national football team. Like one of the greats barreling down the line. And I was just like, bro, of course you're a Washington national football team fan. I hate you. Shut up. <laughs> I just couldn't deal with Greg. Noelle seemed exasperated by him for the entire episode until yeah, the end. Yeah, I was like, why are you marrying And I was like, man? I feel you, Noelle. That makes a lot of sense Why to do me. you want him to come back? <laughs> what did you... What, so he he leaves. Yeah, when he finds out that yes. he's not the father of the second baby. Yeah, he's a girl. He's the father of the boy, but not the girl. Yes. Um, He leaves. He's like, I'm not doing this. They were broken up for six weeks. He wanted to get married. She wasn't ready. They mm-hmm. broke up. No, not even like really talking for six weeks. And then they get back together. She's she's ready. Like mm-hmm. she's done the six mm-hmm. week break thing. And she's like, no, you're you're my person. This is what I want. I don't know. What do you like? What do you think? Should should he be mad at Noel? Um, I don't necessarily think that he should be mad, but I think that would be hard to take in. 
Yeah. Like, you know, your your worldview kind of changed in just that minute. You're like, ah. Oh, yeah. My future wife is pregnant with my twins. And then you're like, oh, JK, somebody else stuck his penis in there. <laughs> now there's another baby. <laughs> there's a whole other baby here. Whole other man's baby here yeah yeah so i can understand being shocked by that he ultimately comes back he does come back and that's the only reason that i like greg yeah but i'm also just kind of like six weeks is a while man i don't know yeah, that's a long time and a half, month and a half she like rebounded with a guy yeah i mean depending on how long they were together six weeks is like a short amount of time like yeah but whatever you do you girl <laughs> I obviously have to insert the Ross audio from Friends. What? We were on a break. Oh, I didn't watch Friends. That's fine. Okay. You didn't miss much. I'm sorry. It's okay. I watched Living Single. I was just going to ask if you watched Living Single. The original Friends. And then I was like, is it racist for me to ask if you watched Living Single? There was this whole bit on the read last week. I didn't. I haven't listened to the. Uh, they were, or maybe the week before, but they were reading David Schwimmer, who was. Oh, like, because he he said that yeah, he wanted yeah, yeah. there to be a friend yeah, yeah, yeah. of people of color. And, and Crystal and Kid Fury were like, "Fuck you!" There was. What, right. It was called Living Single. You Your literally show stole. Was based on yeah, it. <laughs> you ripped everything off from that show. Everyone knows this, <laughs> but not David Schwimmer, Mm-mm. apparently. Um, Living under a rock. <laughs> so, because Greg goes into a tizzy, Noelle uh, gets upset. It's hyperventilating. Her baby's in distress. The the elder baby, um, <laughs> and they need to deliver it, uh, but also save the younger baby. Yeah, and so they do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they do that we're really invested in these storylines wow this Woo. let's so throw this part, episode away i think part of the problem like one of the reasons that it doesn't seem to matter that much is that george is on addison's service and george sucks <laughs> Um, but George is on Addison's service and he goes into the surgery and you have Karev who has been stuck on the phone with, um, the DMV, the DMV, I keep wanting to say DUI, but he's been stuck on the phone with the DMV on Mark Mark Sloan's behalf for the entire day. And meanwhile, he's trying to like glean information about the woman with two uteruses from George. Um, and so some of, like, the only real tension in this storyline is that we see Alex increasingly agitated over both um, the situation with Sloan and his interest in Noelle and her two uteruses. Yes. And that all culminates in a very dramatic operating room scene wherein Addison tells George, like, basically, you cannot fuck anything up or this baby will die. And George is like, okay. Oh, really? Yes, ma'am. Uh, commence uh, fucking uh, up. Uh, great. That's great. That's great. And then that's exactly what happens. He starts to fuck up. The baby is, like, moving. Addison is like, you have to keep that motherfucking baby still, George, or this other baby's going to die. And Alex is also, I guess, in the operating room. And it's just like, 
as George is flan- flailing, and it's like, I don't know, I don't know how to keep the baby still. Alex is like, you gotta talk to it, bro. <laughs> gotta talk sports it. You gotta talk to it, man. <laughs> well, that's because he overheard the dad talking sports to it. He I did, get it. he did. And it was nice. But it's so, so he starts cheesy. talking about boxing. It's 1972, and it's the rumble in the jungle. Gross. Manny Pacquiao. Stop, 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 stop now. Just stop. <laughs> It's it's bad. It's a bad scene. All of the actually all of, this episode sucks. <laughs> Grace, I love you. This episode it's sucks. Not one of their finest. Um, but the babies are saved, so that's yes. great. Both babies. Alex Karev's future as a plastic surgeon is dies. over. Yeah, that dies. Well, that's just because Sloan was being a fucking jerk. <laughs> yeah, he's and who wants it. to be on the phone with the DMV the entire day? Nobody. Not me. I don't know. Not me either. So, you know, I understand. Not, Alex. not me either. I understand. Um, Greg comes back, though. He does at the yeah, end. He comes back. At and it's really beautiful. So touching. There's a moment. I'm touched. There's a moment. So touched. Okay. When Greg. My heart. So Noelle comes out of surgery. Oh, my God. And she's coming out from under anesthesia. Wow. And as we know, anesthesia really fucks people up. And yeah. she's like, what happened? Twice to Addison. She's like, what happened? And her second question is, where's Greg? Yeah. And each time Addison's like, I'm sorry, Greg left. He left you. He left. The third time Noelle comes to, she's like, what happened? Where's Greg? And Addison's about to say. And Greg says, and Greg I'm here. I'm right here. I'm here. I'm here, baby. And then he says, I saw our son. It's amazing. But how's our little girl? Did that get you? It got me. Oh, God. It got me. I must be. All my hair stood up, and I was like, Greg! (laughs) Greg! I think I have no heart. Because I was not touched. I felt it. I was touched. Okay. I was touched. I was moved. You touched? Where did they touch you? Um, right on the left boob. <laughs> okay, moving on <laughs> to the next case. Uh, Gretchen. Yeah, Gretchen. Gretchen, She's our a little, a little uh, cuckoo. <laughs> Little cuckoo coo. Let's give the rundown about Gretchen. She comes in, her palm is burned. Yes, a severe burn. Really bad. <laughs> it's not looking good. Yeah. Um, and she was like making tea and she forgot that her hand was on the kettle or some shit, burns the shit out of her hand. Because right? she's studying for the bar and yeah. she just can't think. She's so frazzled. She's so frazzled studying for the bar. And um, Izzy is assigned to Meredith. On this case. Because Izzy is not allowed to do anything. <laughs> Bailey makes that very clear. Anything. You're back, bitch, and you're not touching shit. She it's said, like don't see patients. having a child in don't. an antique store. No. Yeah. And a child in your mind, the antique <laughs> store. Yes. Yes. Um, and, you know, so Meredith is, like, doing intake on this patient. Is like, you know, we need to get a bandage on her, whatever, whatever. And Izzy... Izzy's spidey senses. You know, she can smell crazy. The crazy sense. Because she's crazy. Right. <laughs> Makes sense. And she's like, something's not right with this lady. Right. Meredith doesn't want to hear it. Right. Mm-mm. No, I was just, she just keeps going on and on Gretchen. about 
how well, yeah what did i say noel no, well. gretchen gretchen keeps going on and on about how it's so unfortunate that she won't be able to take her test <laughs> because her hands burned and they're like no no, no actually you're gonna be fine you you can take the bar it's cool and she's yeah. like oh So, so how serious does it have to be for me to not take the test? <laughs> and Izzy's like, oh. We have a problem. A big one. Except Meredith is apparently dumb as a box of rocks. So is Sloane. Sloane doesn't notice anything either. Yeah. Sloane's just like smiling and is like, oh, you'll be able to take the bar as like Gret- as like the panic builds behind Gretchen's crazy eyes. Um, and it's just like, how did neither of them notice Catch this? Because they're both so self-involved this episode. <laughs> True facts. I have a question. Yes. Well, so one, Noelle, after Izzy's like, did you burn your hand on purpose? (laughs) Um, And she's like, I can't fail the bar again. I've done failed five times. She's Um, failed the bar five times. That's a lot of times. Stop taking the bar. give up. You're done. Give up. It's not happening for you. Give up. Or move to an easier state. Give You're trying to take up. the Washington bar exam? Move to, like, Iowa. Nobody gives a fuck about Iowa. But maybe she doesn't <laughs> want to practice law in Iowa. Well. <laughs> Anywho, so my question is, have you ever been so overwhelmed by something or so afraid of failing that you've sabotaged yourself? Not necessarily burned yourself, but just, like, sabotaged <laughs> yourself. Sabotaged myself. Um, I feel like in relationships, almost definitely. Mm. But in in like the academic sense or like the professional sense, absolutely not. I'm an extremely ambitious person and I pride myself on competence. Um so so no. I don't I don't think so. Okay. Um I have I have a generalized anxiety disorder which feels like a giant just like life self sabotage. <laughs> <laughs> undermining me at nearly every turn (laughs) but no i like i can't really point to a time when i would have done something like this because of an upcoming test or no or anything like that just grin and bear it yeah get through but what about you you're no i hmm i've definitely been overwhelmed by things and afraid of failing but not to the point where i've done something to like Make it so that I don't have to do that thing. Yeah. I just do the thing. Yeah, you just you just got to get through it. Yeah. I'm just like, there is a life. I constantly remind myself of like, there is a life on the other side of whatever the thing is. <laughs> that's, that's sort of the constant, the constant refrain. Um, yeah. Like, I can't even really remember like pretending that I was sick as a kid to like. Oh, I definitely did. To get that. out of stuff now. I but not even because I was getting out of things. It was just like, I don't feel like going to school. I don't, don't want to do this shit. There was a lot of times where I, I like pretended to vomit. Yeah. And no. like, you know, like Mm-mm. went snuck to the kitchen, got some food, like mashed it up in my mouth. and then Wow. Like, no. I'm sick. But I also, my go-to if I was lying about something as a child was to vomit. Like I just... Mm. Anytime I felt like I was hiding something from my parents, I I would throw up. Mm. So Weird. that probably never would have worked out for me to like pretend that I was ill or something to get out of something. Because then... Because I would have would... made myself actually sick. Ah, I see. I see. <laughs> the pretending would have resulted in actual illness. That's no good. <laughs> so they discover that Gretchen is probably going to go home and hurt herself. So they decide to take her up to the psych ward. Yeah. Um, good call. Which looks like 
part of the set of Stranger Things. It looks like the hospital where they're keeping Eleven. Like, the psych ward <laughs> is, like, dimly lit. It's not populated. It's because that's where they keep the crazies. Nobody goes up there. It looks scary. <laughs> it is scary. You Was know what's scary? Was Mental it health. Jesus. Scary. Fuck, man. Um, but and Gretchen least... tries to run. She tries to run, which I think is was hilarious, even though it's not. <laughs> um, do you think that Isabel Stevens would have made a good psychiatrist? Oh, I saw this in your notes. Um, I think she she probably has a lot of empathy, mm-hmm. and so that might be good. But I think that you know she'd ultimately be like a Harley Quinn character. She'd like <laughs> fall in love with a patient and end up off the deep end. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's the major block here is like in another timeline, Isabel Stevens is a fantastic psychiatrist or therapist. But in this timeline, she is a person who will fall in love with her patient and cut their Elvad wire and ultimately end up killing them. Hopefully if they're just in the psych ward, they're not, they don't have an Elvad. But if she could overcome some of those barriers, right? Like yeah. I think she could really do it. I don't Therapy know. Therapy it up. I wish I wish that Izzy had gone into a specialty that actually made use of her greatest skill, which is her empathy mm-hmm. and her ability to read people, which mm. is pretty pretty good. Yeah. Um, and instead, she became a surgeon, which is much more what we need, like the Yangs of the world to be doing. Right. The non-power hungry. <laughs> right. 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 Um, so that's that's Gretchen. Hopefully, she she finds. Man, something else in Peace. her life because I don't think she's the realization be a that she doesn't need to be a lawyer. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I get it though. Like law school is a money pit. That's a sunk cost. She can't get that back. That's true. That's one of the worst degrees you can go out there and get. Ouch. Right now, law schools are just oversaturated. I bet everyone seems to think that law school mm-hmm. is what you should do. It's terrible. Unless you're going to like a tier one law school, there's absolutely no fucking point to go to law school. Mm. Anyway, well, cool. if you're a lawyer and you'd like to fight with me about that, <laughs> tweet, email us. Tweet at her. At gmail.com. Tweet at her. Uh, yeah. What <laughs> happened in this episode? What happened? Okay. One really big thing oh. we have to talk about is... Derek? Ms. Honey is in the house. Jesus Christ. I will not stop screaming about her. I love her. I am in love with her. I have been in love with her since I was a child. Ms. Honey. Oh, my God. Comes in. Guess what? Surprise, she's Derek's sister. Yeah. Oh, my God. She's still for, just for as For those beautiful. of you who don't know, she's referring to the actress, Im- Imbeth Davids. Yeah. Yeah, Who I played Miss Honey in the movie Matilda. A favorite of millennials everywhere. A favorite of lesbians everywhere. Yeah? Oh my god, Miss Honey is a fucking gay root. Lesbians and queer people of all stripes. Reach out at code underscore graves underscore. Miss Honey's like a super like lesbian icon, yes. Interesting. Massive. Why? Um, because she was this, the beautiful, gentle hearted woman who lived alone, making her own way as a school teacher, believed in Matilda's magic and was just like everything you wanted to be, Mm. but also 
everything you wanted to like come home to someday. <laughs> Her little cottage, all the flowers. She drank a lot of tea. You know, like she just had a lot lesbians of lesbians have the market cornered on tea, on flowers, plants, and tea, and small cottages, and <laughs> teaching. I mean, okay, they don't not have it cornered. <laughs> that describes a lot of our friends. <laughs> oh, not insignificant number of our friends. Yeah. Um, and she was just like, you know, she was like, be be who you are, Matilda. You know, she was just like telling every little gay kid, like. That's the message of Matilda. Be gay. Be gay. Be gay. The magic is inside. Read you. more books. Be gay. The magic is gay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love the way that she enunciates words. We'll just play some of her here. So you're you. Still running in circles around all the women in your life, but that's to be expected with four sisters and a dead dad. She has such a precise way of saying words, and then she has truly one of the loveliest voices I've ever had the pleasure this of listening to. This is now to. just a podcast for M. Beth Davids. M. Beth Davids, I wish that you did audiobooks. Ooh. I think you would be incredible at it. I would buy all of them. Come on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Teresa. <laughs> um, so Miss Honey is Derek's sister. Yes. She's come to check up on Derek. She shows up. <laughs> To in the spy trailer, on of their mom. Yes, she shows up in the trailer as Derek is getting out of the shower, scares the shit out of him. Yep. Meredith walks in. Yep. Assumes that they're fucking. Uh, of course. Of course. Uh, which I mean, yeah, duh. <laughs> um, and she's there to just. Why is she there? Actually, she's there she's, to check in on him. Yeah, she's like, well, apparently David, or David, and Beth Davids. <laughs> I need a minute. Apparently, I'm blushing. Apparently, Derek had moved across the country and like didn't really fill people in on what mm, had mm, happened. Mm. Unsurprisingly, Derek yeah. didn't communicate to his loved ones what wow. had happened with him and Addison. And so he's there on behalf of his other three sisters. Um, does he have five sisters or no, four? No, four. Okay. So his he's, she's there Amelia, on behalf of the other... Nancy. There's one named Laura, maybe? No, Kathleen. Kathleen. Kathleen, because she's the therapist. So then who's the other one? This one. I said her. Nancy. Oh, I didn't know her name. Amelia, Nancy, Kathleen. They always say there's a fourth sister, but literally she's never been filmed. (laughs) She's the shame of the family. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what's her name? (laughs) Who is she? (laughs) But sure, Laura. I like that. That sounds good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, she's spying on behalf of the sisters and the mom. To be like, what the fuck happened with Addison? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, you're divorced, you're separated, what happened? There's a slutty intern that she keeps referring to yes. as the slutty intern. What do you mean you're not friends with Mark anymore? She's just there to like stir some shit and get into Derek's business and then report back. Mm-hmm. And I respect that. <laughs> I respect the hell out of that. The other sister's name is Liz. Oh, Liz. Is she in jail or what's her? <laughs> Oh, later she'll be played by Nev Campbell. Apparently she uh, shows up at some point. <gasps> wow. Okay. Derek's got some hot sisters. Yeah. Anyway, very okay, good-looking family. Let's okay, continue. Um, so, so anyway, she's still like buddy-buddy with Mark, buddy-buddy with Addison, um, and is trying to get to the core of like what's happening with Derek. That's the entire storyline. She comes in for like a day. Yeah, it's very strange. Where does she live that she comes in for a day? 
It's so weird. She watches the two uteruses surgery. She's very into it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she lives in New York. That's insane. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Anyway, um, I appreciated several things about this storyline beyond just that Ms. Honey was on my screen talking and being so beautiful. Uh, I enjoyed what we learned about Derek, that he is entirely surrounded by women. All of the time. Um, He's never been single. He's never been single. He's just a serial monogamist. Yep. Wow, that makes a lot of sense for this guy. Mm -hmm. Um, It's weird, though, that he has been surrounded by women for his whole life and is still pretty shit with women. (laughs) It seems... It seems like he would have developed any, like, emotional skills whatsoever, and he didn't somehow. So that's impressive. That's very impressive to me. You have to be... Turns inward. You have to be pretty obtuse to just never pick up on any emotional intelligence, being surrounded by five women your entire life. Jesus. Um, He also explains... He kind of puts his sister in her place by explaining that Mark and Addison were in a one-time thing. Mm-hmm. After his sister says, hilarious Mark, it's a rite of passage. Oh, don't be bitter. I mean, shame on Addison and all that, but he's Mark, Derek. What did you expect? He's just Mark. And who hasn't gone there once or twice, right? What'd you say? Oh, come on. Everybody sleeps with Mark. It's practically a rite of passage. It's a rite of passage. It's it's amazing. The I would sign up for that rite of passage. The smirk as she's thinking back to her right of her own rite of passage with Mark is so sexy and hilarious. But good for Derek for being like, actually, bitch, that's not what happened. Eat your food, which is almost verbatim what he says. No, I had no idea. And shut up about it. And eat your lunch. That's a tense family dinner. It's a very tense family dinner. Um. What else happens this episode? Kind of nothing. Meredith and Yang sort of have a fight. Yeah. The first kind of fight. When that was in the beginning, it's just mostly like Yang being like, not everything's about you. Fuck mm-hmm. off. And then at the end, Meredith's like, I'm here if you need to talk. Which, good on Whenever her. Whenever you decide that is. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Good, it's a good moment. I don't like seeing Meredith and Yang fight, of course. No, because they're each other's They're people. the twisted sisters. Yeah. Exactly. Gotta keep them together. Yeah, that's kind of the episode. Like, not a lot happens in this episode, and no. it's terribly boring. Yeah. Minus Miss Honey. My, yeah, okay. Should we do this week's M&M? So Teardrop weird. ranking. Nah. <laughs> you had none. Yeah, I, what did I wrote? I said, Noah and Greg are pretty touching, but otherwise, meh. I can't even give that any tears, though. I gave it three teardrops. What? Yeah. Excuse? Three teardrops. So, what? Again, I watched this episode sober. So my emotions weren't at a distance. Mm. Two things got me. I also watched this sober. (laughs) Yes, but we know that it's different for me. Okay. When I watch it sober, I don't watch it ironically. (laughs) I'm like, in it. Okay. So I watched it. Greg and uh, Noelle was very moving, of course, that moment at the end of the episode. But also, fuck me, man. The love theme, the Derek Meredith love theme that plays before they have like their adorable staircase like flirtation sessions kills me every single time. I ship them so hard. It's stupid. Yeah, it is. They're a formative, like foundational fucking ship for me. Wow. I'm going to play that theme music at my wedding. Gross. Yeah, it's going to happen. I'm just going to slip it in there. 
Take some space. Yeah. When? I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Also, it's a surprise. Okay. You'll just know. You and Megan will just know. God. You'll stand up and walk out at that exact moment. <laughs> <laughs> On call room? No, no sex. Just mentions of Mark sleeping with literally everyone. Yeah. I'm going to say Miss Honey. Just anytime time Beth Davids was speaking. Okay, you can't call her Miss Honey on this show where she is not Miss Honey. I absolutely Honey. can and will. <laughs> She's, she doesn't get an all-call room just by being a person on the show. I totally disagree. Okay. I totally disagree. She does. Um, song of the week. Uh, I gave it to Peter, Bjorn, and John. Of course. PB and J. I forgot about this song and I'm the whistling song. How could you forget about this song? It plays all the time. Where? Everywhere. It even plays at like Walgreens now. That's how you know you're old. Okay, I don't go like into Walgreens very much. And well, good for you. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, Peter Boone and Jordan. What was yours? It's a great song. Uh, it actually really holds up. I was gonna say that song and then Vega Four's Life Is Beautiful played. Um, <laughs> I I hate that I really love that song. Oh, tease it. But I do. You're just a big softy. I'm not. Please don't tell anyone. I will tell everyone. Please don't. We're telling everyone now. We're telling like four people. All right. Death. Zero. Yep. Burke and Yang do not kill their Humpty Dumpty patient. I definitely thought that they did. I don't know why I had remembered that, but... Um, don't they kill someone later? I probably, because <laughs> this is, again, the world's worst plan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 007? Um, who did I give it to? Oh, I put Mark, question mark, Burke, question mark? Mm-hmm. Mark, question mark? That's the right word. Yeah. I'm just, I'm saying Mark, <laughs> mark and, and question yes. mark. Uh, mark, because he didn't catch the, the burn victim thing yeah pretty big thing yeah to catch that she was nuts um that's a really good call i said burke uh because he is having an intern do his surgeries for him <laughs> so he's kind of a global 007 is what <laughs> i would say right now he's doing a bad job. just like derek was like sort of the global karev for a while that's where i'm at with burke right now okay great speaking of karev who's your of karev the of the week, week? Uh, Christina. Yes. On so many oh fronts. She's such a little shithead. This On so many episode. fronts. But I understand that she is incredibly stressed out. Yeah. And yeah, it's still just baffling for me that the relationship with Burke persists and that she's doing this and that like Burke also isn't being like any sort of good partner to say like this seems to be a bad idea and is stressing you out on a yeah. crazy level. Ugh. It's, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. It, the Bailey stuff just really puts it over the edge, too. Chief. Resident. Chief. Resident. I said Addison Forbes Montgomery. <laughs> she was all, a good teacher this three episode. Names. Yeah. She was a good teacher this episode. She does. I thought she did a nice job with George, actually, even though George kind of freaks out anyway. Mm. But she did a nice job of saying first, I don't mean to scare you, but. And then explaining exactly what he needed to do. In order to avoid a worst case scenario in the surgery. Even though he's yeah. still 
fucked it up. And he still fucked it up, but she remained calm and patient with him. She remained calm and patient with Karev when he came in. Just like, good job, Addison. Yeah. Mm, sure. Mm, mm. How about you? I give it to Izzy for catching the crazy. Nice. Wow, Izzy hasn't gotten it in a while. And persisting, because Meredith was like, you need to back down. Yeah. And Izzy was like, no, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, I know crazy. Crazy recognize crazy. <laughs> if there's one thing I know, Meredith Gray, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So listen up. Line of the week. Uh, I gave it to this very small scene. So the chief has like a weird thing where his shirt is missing a button or something. Yeah. Um, and he is living alone in a hotel because Adele was like, get the fuck out of my house. And so he needs to put sew a button on his shirt, but he apparently doesn't know how to. Um, and he's talking to Addison and Bailey at the time. And he's like, oh, do, do you ladies know how to sew, sew a button on a shirt? And Bailey's like, I have many skills, many skills, surgical skills. Your button ruptures its esophagus. I'm your woman. Otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> That's not lie at all. That's good. It's good. God, Chief is really striking out. <laughs> striking out in these early episodes. Um, I already mentioned my lines of the week. George pretending to be Yang. And uh, then Ms. Honey's whole monologue. <laughs> You're so mad about it. Nancy's whole monologue. Thank you. About Mark. Thank you. Very funny. Very into Thank it. Thank you. <laughs> Medical fact, did you have one? Um, I did want to share just an article that I found on The Cut, um, filed under Wait What, and published on March 29th, 2019. Uh, this is a piece by Claire Lampin. Woman with double uterus gives birth twice in a month. So unlike Noelle, she, she gave birth, first birth went fine. <laughs> And, uh, and then she had to give birth again later in the month because she had two babies, one inside of each of her uteruses. Um, this is a 20-year-old woman in Bangladesh. Wow. Arifa Sultana had her first baby, a boy, in late February. According to CNN, it was a completely normal delivery. But a few weeks later, gynecologist Sheila Potter told the news outlet, Sultana came in complaining of lower abdominal pain. Potter performed an ultrasound and found that Sultana had been carrying twins in her second uterus, a duplicate organ the young woman had no idea existed. Just 26 days after Sultana's first birth, Potter delivered the babies via C-section and everyone came through just So she went from no kids to three kids? To three kids inside 26 days. Also, how did they... Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, I'm I'm also wondering about the, like, gestation of all three babies. Like, did they make it to a full, like, you know, yeah. 39 to 40 weeks? Yeah. And if so, like, how? It's so cramped in there when there's just one baby. I know. I want to read just a little bit more of this because it's a very short and sweet uh, mm. article. A double uterus or uterus didelphus develops in utero when the two separate tubes that typically fuse to form the single uterus fail to join completely. Sometimes the two resulting uteri, or uteruses if you're Addison, have their own separate cervixes and vaginas. Wild. Sometimes they share a single cervix and a single vagina. Because the condition is asymptomatic, 
you wouldn't necessarily know you had it without a pelvic exam and or some exploratory womb imaging. Sultana reportedly received no ultrasound before giving birth to her Mm. first kid, which explains why no one caught the condition. Uterus didelphus occurs in about one in 3,000 people. Yet despite its rarity, this is the second time it's made news headlines in recent months. Again, this was in 2019 and in February of that year. An 18-year-old in the UK awoke from a four-day coma to discover she'd given birth. Oh, God. She hadn't missed a period, and she hadn't noticed a baby bump. But as it turns out, while her one uterus was menstruating as usual, her secret second uterus was busy gestating a baby. That's a nightmare. Kill me. I'm dead. I've died. (laughs) That is a nightmare. (laughs) So, uh... Wow, there are a lot of hyperlinks on this piece. We will link to it on on our Twitter. Definitely give it a read, follow up. Um, and God, God bless this woman, Arifa Sultana, and the three children she had inside of 26 days. Christ almighty. <laughs> okay, that's our show. I need a drink That's now. our show. We both need a drink. Jesus. And, to, and maybe to do some womb exploration imaging. I just want to double check that everything there is, is came single. Are you afraid that you might get pregnant? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Gina. I just, if I have a second uterus, even if I'm not using either uterus, I'd like to know about it. Oh, okay. okay. That's all. Okay. I just want to know. Okay. All right. It's like I have a birthmark on the back of my neck and it drives me crazy because I can't see that son of a bitch. It makes me (laughs) insane. (laughs) If I have a second uterus, I got to know Patrice. Wow. (laughs) No one has made it this far in the show because, wow. (laughs) How dare you? Please uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Based on the strength of our previous (laughs) episodes, please subscribe. Yeah, we had a really good one last week. Rate (laughs) us. Rate us, give us five stars, again, based on last week's episode. Leave us a nice review for mm-hmm. our body of work. Mm-hmm. Um, download our episodes, listen, stream us, wherever you listen to podcasts. Stitcher, Spotify, Acast, Podbean, our wonderful host. Anywhere you can listen to a podcast, you can find Code Grays. You can find us on Twitter, at Code underscore Grays underscore. You can email us, CodeGrays at gmail.com. And you can find us on Instagram, at Code Gray's podcast. Thanks so much for listening. That's us. Awesome.